episode 44 of the Hitman Podcast. Chris and myself get into a lot of NBA talk. There's a lot of stuff going on. LaMarcus Aldridge retiring. The Clippers winning 9 out of 11 games. Kyrie Irving and the Nets, what are they going to do? They haven't played any games together. Damian Lillard in the MVP race and how that all shakes out. A-Rod buying the Timberwolves. And KD leaving Russ off of his top five teammates of all time? Sheesh. We get off into the NFL bands and we talk about a couple of surprise retirements over the weekend. Alden Smith is wanted by the cops and Aaron Donald gets his name cleared. Quick hits, we all over the place. We talking Sean Miller, Tiger Woods, Evander Holyfield, and WrestleMania. The sneaker rundown gets crazy this week. It's a couple of pairs that I got to get my hands on more than any other week. The game show question is one for the ages, and I'm not sure Mo is ready for it coming back from vacation. Bring it on. <laughs> Big time <laughs> shout outs, and we can't forget about paying our respects to one of hip hop's greatest. Episode yes, 44 sir. of the Hitman Podcast, fresh out the pot, starting right now. Valuable podcast in the world. The Hitman Podcast. What's popping? What's good? Chris checking in. Moby Bryant. What's the word, bro? You still shooting? What's up? You know, I'm shooting. I'm in the gym shooting. Bang, bang, in the bang. Gym getting, you know, getting reps up. You know, how you feeling, bro? I'm cool, man. I've been thirsty <laughs> to pod. Thirsty to pod. We had we had to get back from this commercial break sooner than later. You feel what I'm saying? But we back in full effect. Yes, sir, man. I've been I've been ready to get to it too, man. I you know, the, the 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 delay was because of me, obviously. Um, went on a little hiatus in Mexico, you know. So that was cool, you know. Got to kick it with my people a little bit, uh, get some of that sun. I ain't know like if if you never seen me before, like Chris, you know what I look like. But if you never <laughs> seen me, I'm 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 a dark skinned individual, right? So I'm dark skinned, very dark. I believe that I can't get sunburned. Well, bro, currently my skin is peeling, bro. Like on my shoulders and everything. Like I can't believe I like got sunburned and shit like that. So um, I'm dealing with that, but I'm now realizing that I'm not you know immune to shit like that. But it's all good. Other than that, you know, I'm glad to be back with my brother. Hope everything been good on your end. It's been a lot going on in the world of sports. 
Yeah, yeah man, but let's talk about this Mexico trip a little bit more, dog. You bring some sombreros, back some ranchero, rancheros. I know I'm fucking up the whole Spanish situation, but what's up, man? How was the trip? I seen y'all was out there boats and hoes. You feel me? Well, not hoes, nah, but you know nah, what I mean. The vibe, 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 the vibe. Catalina wine mixer. You already know. Look, man. <laughs> boats for show. Boats for show. Boats, boats, Definitely boats, 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 you know, boats. A lot, a lot of boat action, you know. Um, shout out to the resort we stayed at. Yeah, man. I don't know where you was going with that. I'm talking about the Sorry, music video. Know. Hey, that's they why we got to edit, but that's all. Hey, yeah, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. They know You know they're going to kill you, but no, it was all good, man. Uh, Cabo is a very, you know, the water there, the, I mean, that whole scenery there is, is amazing, bro. So. Um, I suggest if you've never been to go, um, it was very, the people there were very accommodating. Uh, we stayed at a, you know, a resort. The resort was cool. They made sure we got, you know, tested. They make sure everything was clean, wiped down. So it felt really comfortable, man. And then the people I went with, man, it was all love, man. Shout out to, you know, a group of people I went to, my boys and they girls. So, you know, we had a great time out there, man. I'm just happy to be back. Ball squad. For real, for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get off into it, we want to make sure y'all know we everywhere that podcast live, right? Y'all can check us mm-hmm. out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Where Google else? Podcasts, all of that. Where you else? feel me? We everywhere that podcast mm-hmm. live. All you got to do is check us out. Type us in. We the easiest. Shout out to, uh, I forgot. Shout out to Pod Digital Media. GC, what up? We, yeah. we we featured on there. So make sure y'all check us out, man. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure y'all leave the five-star ratings. Review. Let Big us know moves. Let us know what's popping. Before we get off into the show, man, I want to say, since we back, we we missed a couple of weeks, but I want to say rest in peace to the God, to the icon, DMX, man. We lost the legend. Absolutely. We lost the icon, a monumental factor in the game of hip-hop. Absolutely. There will never be another, so salute to Dark Man X. Gave us so many memories, bro. What's your favorite DMX song, G? Oh man, so there's many. so many, hard, right? right? There's so many. Like, so um, you put me on the spot, and it's kind of crazy. Like, for me, of course, money cash hoes. Just as, just as, just, just, and that's not even his track, right? But just how he came, his presence on that track was amazing to me. Uh, love that. Uh, where my dogs at? Of course. Like, come on now. Um, name a joint man you could name it like who we be like come on bro he he got dmx has so many joints bro um come on man <laughs> dmx made barking cool on tracks <laughs> he made barking he made grown man bark on tracks and it sounded cool you know uh definitely a pioneer there will never be another like him um he was battling a lot battling a lot of demons you know but if you always seen DMX, he always stopped and he prayed. He prayed for you. He prayed for what you were going through. Um, he made your pain his pain. You could just tell. Um, and that was a great human being and an even better rapper. So shout out to DMX. Uh, may he rest in peace. Also Bro, we lost note, a great man. one. Yeah, man. Also, quick note. Rest in peace to Black Rob. He passed away uh, over the weekend at the age of 51 as well. Man, tough, bro. Prayers going um, out to Scotty Pippen. Uh, he put out a tweet earlier today. He lost his eldest son, Antron Pippen, at the age of 33. Uh, he said he suffered from chronic asthma attacks all his life, but 
the uh, yeah. the details are still coming out. But prayers and thoughts, hearts and minds, and well wishes going out to those affected by these you know, crazy, Absolutely. crazy, crazy transitions, crazy losses. A- Absolutely. Uh, salute to Black Rob too, man. That goes. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys are Black Rob fans. I don't know if you are, Chris, but his album Life Story. That album is underrated. Um, dude is a, was a great storyteller, for real, for real. Um, he held Bad Boy down after that transition, um, after Big was gone yeah, and they had family. that little, you know, the hiatus after the Black, you know, they came, they came out with the family album. Black Rob held it down, man. Of course, we don't, I mean, whoa. I mean, that's one of the, to me, one of the biggest, most hype songs in hip hop um, to this day. But uh, to this to, day, uh, Black Rob. Shout out to Black Rob and, you know, condolences to Scottie Pippen um, and his family. Nobody should have to bury their child. I always get uh, comments or DMs saying that people love the music that we put in the background. So I think it's only right for the first, I call it half of the show, we rock out with DMX. Is that cool with you, bro? Man, rock out, man. Play whatever, bro. I'm on, you know I'm with it. All right, boom. Cool. With that being said, let's get off into the band for the week. Who about the band? Yeah, start with sir. NBA, NFL, all over the place. What you want to <laughs> do? Mexico, Mo, what's up? Hey, man, close your eyes. Just, you know, and point point to something. Let's just go. I'm ready for whatever. All right, let's, let's, get it. let's start with the hoops. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a comment. It might have been, I guess that's what you call it, a comment, shooting star, something like that. But grand opening, grand closing. LaMarcus Aldridge, not even five games into his new Minty mm. uniform with the Brooklyn Nets. He decided to call mm. it quits. A regular heartbeat sends the the 15 year veteran down for the count. Lamarcus Aldridge officially retiring from the NBA, effective Man. immediately. <laughs> Avengers. Uh, we was calling the Nets the Avengers last last time we checked in. They still the Avengers. Um, that don't change nothing. But you know, with this uh, LA situation uh, with Aldridge. It, it, it's kind of sad that that's the way, and it's and he did get a nice career out of it. Um, but it's kind of like the, the Chris Boss situation, right? Um, an ailment, something that comes up. He um, when they played the Lakers recently, um, he said he had a health scare. His his heartbeat. He had this condition since 2006, by the way, which he had a procedure on. Um, I, I didn't even know that until I went back and looked. So he's been dealing with this since 2006. Um, but then after that Lakers game. He said that he never felt that way before, and it's time that he puts his, you know, his his health and his family first. Um, so salute to Lamarcus Aldridge, a hell of a career, a perennial All Star, um, was a beast in his years in Portland. Um, wish he would have stayed there and, um, you know, tried to figure it out with Dame, and I think they would be at least probably in a in a finals by now if he stayed with Dame. But um, a hell of a career, man. A back up though, back forward. up though, back up, back up yeah. though. I wish we would have. I wish he would have stayed with the Bulls. Instead of them trading him at draft day for Tyrus Thomas, we could have definitely well, used him. You feel me? Well, I mean, you could name a lot of things that the Bulls should have did. That was that's a, that's a that's on the list. That's definitely on the list. I couldn't believe that they did that either. He was a he was a beast coming out of Texas. Um, I don't understand why they did that. I could understand because Tyrus Thomas had a great uh, March Madness. And, you know, people get duped by March Madness sometimes. So, you know, uh, shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge, man. Great career. But the Nets, for the Nets, this this is this is a blow to them because LaMarcus Aldridge was actually starting. They put him in the starting lineup. So they, you know, saw something. And for him, like he can pick, he can pop, he can shoot, he can stretch the floor out for them, which gives them that which made them like really explosive. 
But now you lose LaMarcus Aldridge and you you don't have anybody really that can guard the like, you know, guard great power forwards. Uh, you know, they're going to run into the 76ers at some point. They're going to run into Milwaukee Bucks at some point. And LaMarcus Aldridge was going to be a very integral part of them probably, you know, beating those teams. So now you lose your front court depth. And now you, you got to, you know, rely on Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Nicholas Claxton. So uh, what do you think that that does for them losing uh, Aldridge? Uh, we saw it last night with Bam hitting the game winner. You feel me? <laughs> oh. Matchups, matchups, matchups. Yeah. You feel me? That 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 Jeff takes a, looking that a little takes small. Jeff, Jeff Green looking a little small. Yeah, looking a little funny in the light when it comes down to the to the half court slowing down and matchups, matchups. So mm-hmm. my thing is, Lamarcus mm-hmm. Aldridge is plugging a hole, uh, meeting the need that needs to be met. You feel what I'm saying? Right now, like right. I, if I was y'all, I wouldn't be putting my chips all on DeAndre Jordan or Blake Griffin to come in and handle that, uh, handle that position. I don't know, bro. Yeah. I, I, the other thing is they've been they've been they've been snake bit these past couple of weeks. I was at the game where Kyrie got ejected, getting into it with Schroeder, James Harden still yep. out, Kevin Durant still out, back and forth. He just got injured. He played uh, what was it, eight minutes last night, yep. and was going Back-in-tool. crazy. It looked like it looked like how he went down the first time in in Toronto in the finals. Them whatever them that small sample size was, he was getting buckets, buckets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tweak some, okay. boom, out of there. But he still found yeah. time. He still found time to go on a million dollars worth of game the other day. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. But <laughs> <laughs> the Nets got to get it together, man, because Philly is streaking. Miami still hanging around and quiet as it's kept. Ain't nobody paying attention to Milwaukee right now. But they low key could sneak in and finally get over the get over the the this get this monkey off their back when it comes to not getting to the finals or winning the finals. But to do that. We already know it's a it's a three headed it's a three headed race in the East. It's right now it's Brooklyn, Philly, and Milwaukee. You feel what I'm saying? So right. losing right. Lamarcus Aldridge was a big deal, and it makes me think in hindsight, maybe y'all should have went and got Andre Drummond in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Yep. I mean, it you hit it right on the head, bro. Um, the Andre Drummond signing now, in hindsight, looks like a big deal that the Lakers have him and the Nets don't. Because I watched the game when the Nets played the 76ers just last week. And Joel Embiid was toying with DeAndre Jordan Mm. and Nicholas Claxton. He had them looking silly as hell. And I don't see how they stop him from... I mean... You know, they, they at the end of the game, they did put in their reserves and the reserves are playing really hard. And what they start to do was double NB, which is going to become a thing for the 76ers because Ben Simmons can't really shoot. So with that, yes, you're going to be able to double NB. But if they spread the floor out with shooters, you're not going to be able to just double NB every single time down the floor. I believe that that causes a big problem for them. Um, I don't believe that they can stop Giannis. I don't believe that they can stop Embiid. And if they get to the finals, I don't know what they do to stop AD, Drummond, and LeBron just going ahead and feasting in the paint. They got to so, get healthy too, though. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I know, I know you want to get. On, I know you want to take off. I know you want to go crazy on that. Let's, <laughs> let's not. Let's not even do that today, bro. Let's ease back yeah, into yeah. the, to the right. flow of things. You feel me? They still got to right. get on the floor. You're right. They only set the big three has only their big three: Harden, Kyrie, Durant have only played a total of seven games together. Not even double-digit games I, yet, yeah. I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care what your team is comprised of. You cannot cheat the game like this. I don't believe that 
you can just play seven games together and win a championship over teams who have built chemistry and play like a team. They haven't been through any adversity yet. Every big three goes through some type of adversity. Even when KD was with the Warriors, at some point during the playoffs, they went through adversity, but they were able to call on the times in the regular season when they had that same adversity. This team does not have that. So it, it just presents a very interesting dynamic as to how they're going to run the team. Whose team is it? Who do they go to in the clutch? What plays are they comfortable running? Who's comfortable with who? Yes, they are superstars, but at the end of the day, you have to be a team to win a championship. So, uh, man, that's a, there's a lot to be questioned with this team. Um, but no doubt about it, I'm still picking them to come out of the East. Damn. <laughs> I'm still picking them to come out of the East because I mean you got three of the best offensive talents you ever seen, bro. I, I I know that it sounds disrespectful to do to to Philly or to Milwaukee, but damn, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, KD, you would at least think that they would get to the finals, right? Debatable. I'm yeah, with you though. On paper, know. on paper, it makes a lot of sense, but that's why they play, bro. But we mm -hmm. like, before we get ahead of ourselves, like I said, it's not. It takes two teams to make it to the finals, and right now, everybody's still putting the Lakers in there. But the Clippers don't want to. They won nine of the last eleven games. Yeah, they look really good. They right look now. special um, right now. Paul George with Kyrie sitting out, he looking like a MVP. You feel me? Yeah, I think <laughs> Paul George has been. I think last night he didn't get thirty, but before that he had five straight games of thirty points. 30 plus points. Um, he's been playing really exceptional basketball. Uh, the basket looks huge to him. Everything he's throwing up is going in. Uh, this is the Paul George that we saw in Indiana. This is the Paul George that we saw in his, what he liked to call his MVP season in OKC. Um, yeah, this is the Paul George that we're used to seeing. Like when he gets the ball and he, and he you know, he's got a rhythm, he, he can cook. He can cook all night. So this is the type of Paul George they need to show up in the playoffs. Right. Um, will it? Will he do it? The the jury's out on that. Now, with the Clippers, we you you said it, and a lot of people have been saying it. It's Rondo. Rondo's come there and he stabilized that second unit. Um, Rondo. <laughs> yeah. Real quick for the swap. Yeah. Shit, me a podcast. I be telling y'all. Y'all think I don't know what? <laughs> Shout out to Rondo, man. He's making it, you know, Rondo's making it work, man. Rondo is, uh, what? he's a proven veteran. We all know what playoff Rondo is about. And he's just bringing his leadership to that team. So the Clippers look good. Kawhi is, is you know, he's steady. You, you know what you're going to get out of Kawhi every night. Uh, they look good, man. They look good. But the same, they have the same problem as the Nets. And if there's any problem, it's the depth in their front court. I don't know if Zubac is enough to get it done in a DeMarcus Cousins that's a shell of himself. Of himself. I don't know if that's enough to get past the Jokic, um, to get past the AD, um, to get past even with Phoenix and a DeAndre Aiden. I don't know. I don't know. So um, I like where they at right now, though. But it's all about how you play going into the playoffs. And right now they look really good. Yo, can I tell you something? What's good? If there's a first team all disappointment, Devin Booker's at the top of it. And that's just what honest opinion. Bro, why are you saying that? It, Please tell me. When it comes down to it, who's supposed to be the most feared player on that team come playoff time? Devin Booker, right? Okay. 
But right okay. now, who's who's playing the best basketball on that team? Chris Paul, right? Now that's really Chris, that's really debatable. Go ahead. Go ahead. We just got through talking about matchups when it came to Lamarcus Aldridge bowing out, right? Front court mm-hmm. rules in the game of playoff basketball. Pay slows down. It's half court mm-hmm. sets instead of full court running. You lucky mm-hmm. if you get in transition bucket because those are okay. few and far and away. In a world right. where you gotta rely on post play and you gotta rely on pace of play. DeAndre Aiden is playing like shit. He let he the last time who they play Utah. He let Rudy Gobert kill his ass. Um, so my thing is, if you're supposed to be ahead. a superstar, you put everybody on notice. When you went to the bubble, you was quoted saying like you knew y'all weren't gonna necessarily make the playoffs for real, but you was going down there to prove a point. You say right. all that, and then a season later when everybody's looking for you to take that step up, mind you, they've gotten better all across the board. But I attribute that to Chris Paul. More than I attribute that to Devin Booker. So, what is really what we really gonna be afraid of? I think I think he needs to take it to another level. He need to get in his Paul George bag, in my opinion. Well, well, Chris, I, I would be on board with you and say, oh, I believe you. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. But the only reason why I can't say that is because of this, Chris. The Phoenix Suns are 40 and 16, eight and two in their last 10 games. I don't know, that's not Chris Paul. That's not just Chris Paul. That's that team. They are a force to be reckoned with. Chris Paul, and I tried to tell you this, he's a leader. Everywhere he goes, he elevates the play of his team. That's including Devin Booker. Devin Booker doesn't need to be who y'all, like, remember when Devin Booker, when, when he was a youngin' a couple years ago and he dropped 70? Oh yeah, he dropped 70 points as a youngin'. And they lost. Remember? And <laughs> they lost don't the matter. game, he still He still dropped 70. And, and remember last year when he was scoring a lot of points and they were losing? And remember the year before that he was scoring a lot of points and they were losing and everybody was like, oh man, get Devin Booker out of uh, out of Phoenix, man. He's going to be wasting his career there. He's scoring all these points and he can't win. Draymond! <laughs> now, now Devin Booker. Now, yeah, I'm just saying. Now, now you look at Devin Booker. He's taking not a back seat. But he's picking and choosing his spots and where he's to be um, be aggressive, and now y'all saying that he's not that he's not being aggressive enough. But yet they're forty and sixteen, the second best record in the NBA behind the Utah Jazz, have a very good chance to have the best record in the NBA. I just can't agree with you on that. I think that Chris Paul is instilling in him that look, man, you don't have to go for forty every night. Some nights you can go for twenty five. Some nights you got to go for 35, but you pick and choose your spots because you're going to need your team when it counts in the playoffs. So I think that that's you attribute that to Chris Paul, but also don't don't think that it's sweet with Devin Booker, because if it gets to that point, yes, he can become that dog that they need him. They need him to become. And I think that you'll see that more in the playoffs. Now, the second part of it, I'm sorry. The second part of it is, do I believe that? Phoenix is a scary team. No, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't believe anybody really fears Phoenix. But that's because they're they're young. But that's also a thing. That's also something that could be on their side too. Because what you don't you fear what you don't know. I don't know what's going on with Phoenix. I don't know if that record is 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 real or it's like you know a facade or it's like the Toronto Raptors or the Atlanta Hawks. Um, in the East back in the day. So that's the really interesting dynamic with Phoenix right now. The more and more I keep uh, watching basketball, 
as closely as I can. It's kind of like I'm in a vacuum of it. If it's not Snowfall or if it's not like a documentary, it's NBA basketball five, probably six days a week in my house. So Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Dallas and New Orleans are on my television as much as they are. And I'm like two seconds away from electrocuting myself. I done spilled this coconut water all over my desk like two, three times already. (laughs) Be careful, boy. But the New Orleans Pelicans, every chance they get, they talk themselves into losing games. They they just gave it up yesterday to the Knicks. And shout out to yeah. shout out to my boy MG. Shout out to Shoddy. I was uh, on the Defining Victories podcast the other day, and we were talking about it. And I told him flat out, the Pelicans are not losing games or getting blown out. The Pelicans are losing games in the last five minutes of the game because they don't know how to close. They don't know how to finish. And while Zion is top 10 in scoring this year, almost 27 a clip. They don't know how to win, bro. They'll be they'll be in the game playing competitive, playing hard defense. Jackson Hayes hustling, really doing anything. Lonzo doing his thing, and then they'll get down to the last three, four minutes, and then they will completely fall apart. Well, St- uh, Stan Van Gundy went went off on them yesterday. I don't even know if you saw the yeah. quote. Yeah, I see. He said, he, seven, he, said seven, he said with seven sec- something seconds left, a high school team would know how to know what to do in that situation. And y'all getting paid millions of dollars. He's not lying. He's not, Chris. I don't know if you saw that play last night. The, the, I watched the whole game. The, yeah, the Pelicans were the Pelicans were up three with about eight seconds to go. Um in that situation, you know, uh the Knicks have the ball. They don't have a foul to give, but if the Pelicans foul them, they can go to the free throw line, shoot two free throws, make it a free throw um, shooting game. And it's going to be really hard for the Knicks to win that game or even tie it up. Well, Derrick Rose gets the ball and he drives right past Eric Bledsoe. That's one. He drives. He blew right past Eric Bledsoe. I'm thinking they're going to let him get a layup. Lonzo Ball is standing on Reggie Bullock in the corner. And for some reason, he feels like now it's time for him to come help off the corner off a three-point shooter. A three beats you. A two does not. I don't understand why. Like, Stan Van Gundy had to have told him that in the timeout. Do not leave the three-point shooters. And what does Lonzo do? Leave the three-point shooter. Bullock, um, Derrick Rose makes a great decision. Pass it out to Bullock. He hits a three. Overtime. And they lose that game. What did you see from your end? Clowns. (laughs) I mean, I mean... it. The Pelicans have the talent. Zion is averaging 25, 26 points a game, shooting nearly 70% from the field. It's ridiculous, the ridiculous amount of numbers that he's putting up. But that team just does not play like a team. When they got Stan Van Gundy as a coach, I said, I don't know how that fits. I don't know. Like, I know that people, yeah, I don't know. People respect him. I do respect him, um, his pedigree. But I don't know how that fits for that team. I told you, I don't know what Steven Adams is even doing there. What is Steven Adams doing there? He, it makes no, it made no sense for him to go to that team. It made no sense for them to pick him up. So, the Pelicans have to figure out how they want, how they want to play basketball. They need to figure out if Alonzo is a part of their plans because you want to trade him. Now you don't want to trade him. Figure out what's going on there because you heard who was talking about how much they love New York <laughs> after that game, right? Yeah. Who was it? Favorite place to play, Zion. Bro, Zion, Zion was talking. Like he like like it was the girl down the street that he in love with. 
and they asked him a question about it, and that boy was, boy, he was. You see how much how he was? That boy was cheesing. Oh my god, I love it. Drop, shut him down, open up shop. You feel me, bro? I saw it all on his face, and I know the Pelicans fans saw that and was like, oh, here we go, here we go. And Knicks fans, I mean, don't get too excited because we know how this all ends up. He's not gonna come. He probably go go play somewhere else. But but I say all that to say this. The Pelicans better figure it out quick how they want to play basketball, how if they want to make Zion the main guy or if they want to make Brandon Ingram the main guy because they both can't have the ball in their hands in the clutch. And Brandon Ingram is an all-star and you can tell that, that it's a little bit of a battle right now. I'm the all-star, Zion is the young buck. Who gets the ball at the end? Of course, Bial's like, I, I want it. Zion is a nice kid. So right now he's like, whatever. But next year it won't be like that. So they need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quick. Same thing for Dallas. The reason I bring both teams up, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. it's the Luka Doncic show or the Luka Doncic and the Temptations show. Uh, the reason I bring it up is when you look at the standings and you talk about the aspects of the play-in game, right? Yeah. These two teams are probably going to be on TV again. And I, I, the question I, I was I was asked and the question I'm going to pose to you is, how do you even feel about the concept of the play-in the play tournament or the play-in game? Um, I feel like it's 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 just uh, how do I want to put this? It's necessary because of the the circumstances of the season. But if right. we were under an 82 game schedule, or whatever, we wouldn't even be talking about this. You know what I'm saying? You're the 10th uh, best team. Yes, you're, you're, the right. you're the 10th best team or the ninth best team for a reason. The eight playoff spots. If you were good enough to make it, you're gonna be in one of them eight spots. But right now, New Orleans is on the outside looking in. Sacramento is right behind them, two games behind them. Nobody wants to see the Kings in the playoffs, bro, because it's one extra game. The the lower seed has to win both games to, to, to advance, right? The higher seed only right. has to win one. So it's like the wild card thing in baseball. But, bro, if yeah. you was good enough to make it, we like it's just a, it seems like a money play to me, and it seems like an unnecessary thing. My 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 stance is this: Dallas is not ready yet. Nyla is New Orleans. Luca's a star. Zion is a star, right? But I would much rather mm -hmm. see John Morant in the playoffs. I'd rather see Lonnie Walker, Derek White, DeJounte Murray, and the Spurs in the playoffs. I'd rather see if Steph Curry can do his thing and get them into the playoffs over watching Dallas or watching New Orleans because they're not ready hold yet, but they're on your TV so constantly. You, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you would rather watch Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, no disrespect to these guys that you just named. You would watch all these guys, except for Steph Curry, because we know what Steph Curry brings to the game. We know who he is. That's not. We're going to get into that in a second, too. But you would rather watch all those guys play than to watch Zion or Luka Doncic play? I would rather see That's them. What, be, I, would rather see get that them. Right. I would rather see them because I don't see them on TV. They, I don't see Spurs games on TV. I don't see Memphis games on TV unless they're playing another marquee, unless they're playing a marquee team, the Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Philly, the Nets. Yeah. I want to I see them because I don't regularly see them. Nevertheless, though, every other night you got Dallas and New Orleans getting smacked on TV. Or you seeing Luka make what? a fluky-ass three-pointer. Or you seeing him make some wild-ass shot that people going crazy. Like, the media is hyping and, and spamming uh, to you every day. I don't want to see that, bro. I'm done with that. It, They're it's not, not ready. It, They're it, not good. It, it, it's not it, for we going I'm gonna get into it with Luca. It's not hype. Luca Doncic is the real fucking deal. But he's and the you know only that. one, bro. And you and you and but but look look look. We we weren't saying that last year when they almost beat the Clippers in a seven game series. If, if Chris that's the Clippers didn't get hurt. fault. That's not Dallas fault. I'm not tuning well, in. Well, Dallas Dallas was who? Da well, Dallas had the the highest. By, by the way, they're 
they had a historic offense last year. I think the best offense in NBA history last year by the numbers. Like, so this year's a down season for them. I'll give you that. This year's a down season for the Dallas Mavericks. This season is a, is is an underachieving year for the Pelicans. But coming into the season, these were two teams that we looked at to be like, okay, they should make that jump. We both, I, I, I would assume that everybody looked at um, Brandon Ingram coming off an all-star season, looking at Zion doing coming in shape for the season, looking to see what Lonzo was going to do, Stan Van Gundy getting the, being the coach. I didn't like the pickup, but everybody loved the Steven Adams pickup there. Everybody's looked at New Orleans like, okay, let's see what they'll be able to do. We looked at Dallas like Luca, Chris Stapps, they were they they played hella they played great ball last year in the, in the bubble. Let's see what they can do as well as Phoenix. Now, Phoenix over to me is overachieving this year because they picked up Chris Paul. Dallas, they just don't have the pieces in place. They they are underachieving this year. And that's why they're crying about the play-in. So let me answer your question about the play-in. I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I think even when they go to 82 games, even when they go, no, let me tell you, even when they go to 82 games, they should still do the play-in. Wow. Because look, every sport that wow. you have, every sport, Major League Baseball, NFL, you name it, everybody has their version of a wild card. The NBA does not. The NBA does not. So what happens when these teams are in eighth place and these teams are in seventh place and these other teams that are in ninth and tenth can't realistically catch them? Or these teams that are in fifth place and in sixth place know that the teams in seventh and eighth can't realistically catch them? Guess what happens? They stop playing games. They take nights off. And that hurts the fans. I hate turning on the TV. Just like you said, I don't like watching Dallas and them. I bet you when you watch Dallas in a play-in game, you're going to be glued in because those games have implications. Every game right now that we're watching today and going forward have implications for everybody that's probably fourth in, the, in their conference all the way down to 10th or 11th because they every game means something. I love it. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, the scheduling this year is is, is kind of whack because they're cramming 70 at 72 game season into a few months. So, of course, that's hurting that's hurting the product because of injuries. That's hurting the product because teams aren't at their best because they're not sharp. They're not getting the, the adequate rest. But outside of that, bro, I believe that this is great. And they may have to tailor it a little bit, but I'm down with it, bro. Yeah, play every game. We're gonna have to agree to disagree, man, because I don't. I don't feel like it's unnecessary. I think. It, I think it's. I guess it's necessary for this season. But when it comes down to it, like check out the East, seven through ten: Miami, Charlotte, Indiana, Toronto. Which one doesn't? Which one doesn't belong? The one that doesn't. The one that doesn't win in the play-in. <laughs> <laughs> Playing it simple. Playing it, yeah, exactly. Playing it simple. If you and look, if my, if you might Miami, if you didn't want to be in the play-in, you should have won more games in the beginning. That's that that's goes all for I'm saying. All of them, though. That goes for all the teams. It, though. It, it, exactly. So we are gonna see who the best of the worst is at the bottom of this barrel. And guess who? Hold on, hold on. Because you know how it excites me because last year Dame and them did that. How was how exciting was it to see Dame keep going for fifty and then get in a playing game? They were better hold on, than hold their on. record. Exa exactly, because guess what? Some teams are better than their record, like Miami, right? It's it's just it, that's that's the intriguing part of it. Like, damn, are these are these teams better than their record, or are these teams just trash? So we get to see that in the playing. Last year, when Dame did that, we like, oh shit, Portland might be better than their record. And then guess who they got in the first round? 
the LA Lakers. And guess what happened? They got swept off the floor. Stay and with that's that, what I'm saying. Stay with that, it doesn't that's matter. It doesn't with... matter. You get your prize is you get the first. Your prize for winning the play-in is you got to play the best team in the conference. And I and I hope you got some steam left. But that's the bubble. But man, I'm with that's, you. The, that's the NCAA's, the bubble mentality. Like, Loyola Chicago's not making the NCAA any money. Cinderella's never make teams money. It's interesting, but you know what's, you know what's going to happen inevitably. They're going to get smacked around. And, and that's how that's how it ends. But stay with that though, since we on the subject mm-hmm. of talking about Dame right now, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a a muddy situation in terms of the MVP race right now. And I think right. you said it a show ago, or two shows ago, that Dame wasn't really getting the love that he should be getting. They're six in the they're six Not in the West all. right now. They're game two game two and a half games behind the Lakers for for the fifth spot. The four games mm-hmm. back of a they're four games back of home court advantage in one of those top right. four seeds. Right. But when you talk about Dame Lillard, what's your case for him being the MVP at this point? Like, why would you consider him to be uh, in the top three or top two in terms of the MVP race? Because for me, it's, MV- mm-hmm. it's it's Joel Embiid's to lose. My point. I think everybody's hyping up Nikola Jokic. They're hyping up, in my in my opinion, Paul George or Dame Lillard. I say it's Joel Embiid's to lose. Um, I'm with you. It is no. Well, okay. So, this MVP race is very, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. Because at the beginning of the season, in my opinion, yes, it was Joel and B's to lose, right? And then kind of in the middle of it, then you start to hear the LeBron noise start to rev up. And it was like, okay, it may be LeBron's to lose. That's over with. But then, but that's over with now, right? Because he got injured. Joel got injured, right? And then it was like, ah, damn, is he going to still hold on to it? And through all of this, guess who's been over there still getting money in Denver? Jokic. I believe that right now, Jokic is in the driver's seat. So now, not Chris Paul. Not Giannis. Not, no, 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 no. No. Nope. Chris, not nope, James Harden. It, nope. He, he's out. He's out been, he hasn't been playing. Throughout all these injuries, Jokic has been the only one standing and still playing and dropping big numbers every night. And he just and still has his too. team. And he too. lost Murray. Eggs, exactly. With the ACL, a terrible injury. But he's still standing tall. He still got his team sitting at fourth place in the West. And, and he's been putting up huge numbers, man. This dude is nearly averaging, um, what, 28 and 10 or something crazy, you know, for a center. So I believe that he's in the driver's seat, in my opinion. But these next couple of weeks are going to be very important because Joel Embiid came back and Joel Embiid has been dominating. And what he's doing right now is like, yo, y'all forgot. Y'all, he, 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 on his, he basically on his y'all must have forgot lap. And if he can continue to dominate these next few weeks, I think that he edges, the, edges Jokic out. But getting back to Damian Lillard, the reason why I said that Damian Lillard should be in the conversation is not because Portland's in sixth place, but it is it's gonna sound stupid. It is because they're in sixth place. He lost Nurkic earlier in the year. He lost CJ McCullum earlier in the year. Right. They made some trades. Throughout all of that, Dame kept them afloat in the Western Conference. He's averaging 28 points a game, eight assists a game. He's been hitting game winners. He's been the like he has basically been, in my opinion, the best point guard in the NBA for the entirety of this year. In my like, 
Injuries, you know, I'm talking about with injuries and everything that's been going on. Damian Lillard has been the most consistent and the best point guard to me. So I would put him there in the MVP conversation, but he's not going to be the MVP, Chris. There's no way because let's talk about it. Steph Curry, have you seen what that man's been doing? Going galactic, you feel me? Oh my goodness, bro. They playing Philly right now. They playing Philly right now. I I, I see it. And oh my goodness. Steph Curry, if y'all haven't, if y'all been somewhere under a rock, haven't been watching basketball, even turning on your TV, Steph Curry has scored 30 points in his last 10 games, including, including in the last three games, not including this one against Philly. 11 threes in one game, 10 threes in the next game, and then 11 threes the next game. This dude has 21 games in his career of 10 threes or more in a game. The next closest person, the next closest person, the next closest person has two in their career. Steph Curry is amazing, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, just for that stat alone, I believe that he should be in the MVP conversation. No but there's no damn way because that team is trash. But, 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 dog, I have to, I just have to stop and give Steph Curry his flowers and say that, bro, this is amazing what I've been seeing him do over the last couple of weeks. And I hope, I hope that we get to see him on the stage where he's competing for a championship again because there's nothing more exciting than seeing Steph Curry drop threes on your favorite player. I know I, I would know a thing or two about that. What is it going to um, take, though? They just lost Wiseman for the season. Draymond's not really an offensive threat. Kelly Oubre went down. What is it going to take for them to get into the playoffs? Or what does Curry need in terms of them getting into the playoffs besides a, win, uh, besides a miracle? Well, right now they ninth in the West. They sit at 28 and 28 and 29. Um, if they can stay afloat, they will be in the play-in. And I'm gonna tell you this: don't no team wanna see Steph Curry. You gotta beat him twice to get in the playoffs. Um, I mean, well, Steph Curry gotta beat you twice to get into the playoffs. He could definitely do that. He can go, like I just said, he had 10 threes in one game, 11 the next, and 11 the next. Like he could do that Tatum two games to drop in a row. A 50 burger the other night just to I, beat I, them. I, I know. I with know. Him, with him and, and nobody, with him and nobody else on the floor for real. So, 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 yeah, to answer your question, like, what, what is it going to take? They don't, they have what, what, the team that they have is what they have, is what they have. Literally, like, that's, that's it right now, right? So, for Steph to get into the playoffs, it's going to just rely on Steph. I mean, nobody else is going to do it. He's going to have to drop, he's going to have to do what Dame Willard did last year. He's going to have to drop 40, 50, 50, 45. He's going to have to do that for them to get into the playoffs. Mm. I don't want to see him going to the playoffs and lose in the first round and get swept because that's exactly what's going to happen. Whether they see Utah, the Clippers, they don't have enough. They're just not a good enough team for all of that. But I do commend his effort, and that dude is ridiculous, bro. He's absolutely nuts. I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to get to a game before the season over with? You out there? You going to uh, be able to make it out there real quick? They haven't opened it up to fans yet Um, out here yet. I haven't seen that yet. They haven't had a game with fans no yet. No doubt, um, huh? But once... Yeah, but once they but once they do, I, I'm gonna try to get out there and check it out. Um, especially if I can see if they get in the play in, and I can come see, go see one of those playing games. Cause you know, without a doubt, he's gonna try to drop sixty. Cause so LA, LA just opened they they uh, the stadium up for the first time all season against the Celtics, and of course they got they got the booing of the century. I guess that fits the story. Of course, the first game back with fans that would be against the Celtics. But, yeah, if the Warriors do get into the playoffs, a team that they won't be playing is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They was in the news this week. After the initial offer from Kevin Garnett's group fell apart, mm -hmm. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves have new ownership in the form of former MLB perennial all-star Alex Rodriguez. His group bought the Minnesota Timberwolves for a number $1.5 billion. Shout out to A-Rod. Now, for context, though, this is after A-Rod's group attempted to buy the New York Mets and that deal fell apart. So that money was still in play for them to make a move and they decided right. to go ahead and buy um, the Timberwolves franchise. So how you feel about that, bro? I know you're a Yankee fan. You know what I'm saying? How, how you feel about these boss moves being made? We still got another owner to talk about, by the way, too. Yeah. Um, no, that's great move. Great move by A-Rod. Um, the greatest part about it was watching Anthony Edwards um, interview. I don't know if you saw that, in which they he asked him about he, he didn't know who A-Rod was, which was to me, it was amazing. I'm like, damn, am I that old that, you know, people that, like, you know, 19 year olds don't know who A-Rod is. But um, yeah, it's a good move. I don't know what it really does. I don't know what it means for them basketball wise, because I hope A-Rod isn't making the basketball decisions. I don't know if he's well versed on that. But um, no, I, you always like to see people, you know, bossing up and making moves and owning teams. So. Uh, shout out to him, but I want to get to the to the even uh, better news. While we talk about, about bossing up, hit the Rick Ross, huh? hit the Rick Ross, huh? hit the Rick Let's talk Ross. About it. Let's talk about it. You got to go ahead. What's the big news? Oh, oh, man? oh, oh! No, nah, the big news. Okay, well, uh, D Wade, Chicago's own, Robinson claiming too, um, has become a minority owner in the Utah Jazz. So. Uh, big shout out to D Wade, man. That's a that's a major power move, man. Like he was just playing basketball two years ago, and now he's a minority owner of a team. Um, he's money. not the first, you know. Save your hey, save your chicken. You know what I'm saying? Do some do some right with it, and you know that's that. D Wade has always been on the forefront of making boss business moves. Remember, he left Jordan and Nike, um, Converse, that whole umbrella to uh sign with Lenin and had it and got it and got his own brand in China. Um you know that came with a, a serious bag, you know? Um you can't even really get them shoes out here. So you know that came with a, a crazy bag. Uh he's always been making moves with the socks. Um uh, everything D Wade touches is, is really profitable for him. Stance so for him to be able to be yeah it with stance exactly. So for him to be in a position to to at least get I mean you know, any type of ownership is good ownership, but you get minority ownership in a basketball team, uh, that's major. And Especially we have other we players have who have minority that. owners, not even just minority stake owners, but minority owners, period. The only black owner in the league before this year was it's Mike. Jordan. And he had exactly. to be Mike, he had to be Jordan in order to get that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, and, right. And there's other minority owners that are black. Grand you know, Hill, um, he got, but he has a minority Grand Hill. In the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got others. Um, you know, uh, in the past, Usher with the Cavs, uh, Nelly was with the Hornets, I think. Right? Um, you had other black, other black guys who who had minority ownership. Players but, though, uh, players though. But other players, than Grand yeah, play we, we ain't got no. No, nah, I haven't heard of many, and you know maybe you need to, we need to do some research on that. But Grant Hill is the only one that I heard of for real. Um, but I want to ask you this question: Who oh, do you Shaq, believe? Oh, and Shaq, my bad, my bad. Forgive me, Shaq. Shaq got, with the Kings, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. There we go. Yeah, I, I thought it was somebody else, but yeah, Shaq with the Kings. So I want to ask you this: yeah. um, Who's gonna be the next player to 
be a majority owner in the team. You're not finna bait me. You know, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> right, why why are you not falling for that, bro? That. I'm not falling. Just for answer that. it. Just answer nah, it, man. Just nah, answer it. I'm not answering that. Just answer it. You want to ask me? So Kevin Durant was me? on million dollar worth of game. <laughs> no, bro, they want to ask me. No. <laughs> Hey, bro, bro, holler at me, bro. Holler at me, bro. I got credentials when you get that team, you know. Anywho, 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 anywho. Go ahead, bro. Before we, before we move on to the NFL, man, a couple of things to wrap up. KD was on a million dollars worth of game. You know what I'm saying? Gilly Wallow, what up? Um, they asked him who his top five all-time teammates to play with were, and he listed Steph, Clay, Serge yeah. Ibaka, Kyrie mm-hmm. and James Harden. Mm-hmm. So no Damn. Draymond. That's not even what I'm worried about. But he had to correct himself because Wallow, you know, had to step in and intervene. And say, man, I thought you was gonna talk about that boy from you feel me from from LA. South Central. And so from yeah, so he had to kind of correct himself. So he took Serge out and put Westbrook in. I felt what KD was going though. He was talking in terms of like he can't he can't down his current star teammates, right? Do you? He came down Go there, ahead. but but I'm I know I saw where he was going. He he was talking about in terms of who he who he got rings with or who got rings in the league. Serge got a ring, so that's why I feel like it was from a respect level. It wasn't from trying to diss Russ. You feel what I'm saying? But it's really no getting away from that. Nah, it, that's I don't feel none of I don't feel I don't feel none of what right you're saying. Steph, right behind Steph, it should have been Russ. I don't feel none of what you're saying with that. I don't feel that, bro. Let me let me be here to tell. Let me let me be here to tell you. Kevin Durant is is so. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I watched that interview last night. I didn't had nothing to do. It was like, oh damn, KD's on million dollars worth of game. Word. Let me turn it on. I I turn it on, and they get into it. You know what I'm saying? They get right into it. First five minutes. Name your top five players you ever played with. I'm already thinking he gonna say Russ. I thought he's gonna say Russ first. That man proceeds to say Kyrie out of his mouth it, before they even finish asking the question. He said Kyrie. All right, cool. Okay, okay, cool. That's your team. Okay, cool. That's your teammate. You only play seven games with, but I got you. Cool. Okay, cool. Then you got um, um, James Harden. All right, I'm your teammates. I could understand where you're going with that. Though the great players you played with him at OKC as well. Then you put Steph there understand y'all won two championships together clay thompson understand won two championships together and then that man this is why i'm not letting him off the hook and i'm not letting you get away with trying to explain that for him he stopped and he paused and he waited and he kept thinking and he was thinking and he was thinking and he was thinking for about 30 seconds for about 30 seconds before he named serge ibaka as number five if I'm KD and I'm even thinking about KD, if I'm even thinking about Serge Ibaka, I'm thinking about I played on with Serge Ibaka on what team? What team did I play on Serge Ibaka with Serge Ibaka on? Who else played on that team? Russell Westbrook. Okay, okay. KD is hilarious. I'm not gonna lie to you. That boy was tweaking. He was tweaking. I'm like, is he hot? Like when I first saw it, my initial reaction, I swear to you, Chris. I looked at the screen like, damn, just like, bro, that's, I said, damn, when he said surge. And even to the point where you saw Wally, Wallow and Gilly, shout out to them, you saw how they was looking like, they looked at each other like, damn. Like, Spicy. I didn't know if it was some, didn't know if it was some beef or nothing. He was like, oh yeah, you know what, my bad. Thank you for checking me on that, my bad. Bro, I'm not buying that. That was petty as hell, it was petty. 
for whatever reason, bro, there's no way you can tell me that you played half of your career with this man. You went to a finals with this man. You damn near could have went to another finals if y'all didn't blow a 3-1 lead together with this man. And he's not on your top five of players that you ever play with. This man averaged a triple-double. He's considered, he's still averaging a triple-double. All-time triple-double lead, all-time leader in triple-doubles for the Wizards franchise. And he just got there a week and a <laughs> half ago, dog. Bro, KD wild as hell. He's a wild boy. I ain't gonna lie. He a wild boy for that. And I don't know, like, I, I, I was trying to, Chris, I swear, like you are, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe it was the teammates he liked the most. But hell no. That man, hell no. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. He tried to, once again, he tried to shade Russ. He tried to shade Russ. For whatever reason he be trying to shade Russ, he tried to shade him. But nobody's let, I hope nobody let him off the hook for that. That was bogus as hell. And and KD, like, come on now. Come on. Come on, KD. You Russ heard, is in your top five. You ever heard somebody lie about getting money? When I, I, let me rephrase it. Have you ever heard somebody call somebody a liar for saying they was trying to give you some money? You feel me? <laughs> I never. Yeah. I, yeah. You never yeah, had bro. that happen to you. I've never had it happen ne to never, me. Never, never had that happen to me. Never so, had that happen so, to me. So Brad Stevens, it just came out. Brad Stevens denies the report saying that he was offered the Indiana University coaching job in which they were offering him seven, it was, was it 70 10 million, 10 years, 70 million? Something like that. Seven yeah. years, it was it was like seven years, 10 million. It was seven years, seven 10 years, million. Seven years, 70 million. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he ultimately turned it down in which that opened the door for Mike Woodson, all, another Indiana alum to go ahead and take the head coaching job. But now he's coming into the news saying that he was never offered that job. And <laughs> what's what's crazy to me yeah. is when they asked him about it in the press conference, he said he wasn't going nowhere. He said he was a uh, yeah. uh, he said he was a, he was the the Boston Celtics head coach until he didn't want to do it no more. So if that was the case, why you didn't say then you haven't been yeah. offered it? You hadn't talked to anybody. That's like that's like when Mars, um, that's like when Mars, just, that's, like, that's like when Mars be like, yeah, you know, I love I love my team. When trade deadline come around, I love my team. I ain't, I would love to be here. I ain't going nowhere. You know what that shit mean, bro? Your ass is out of here, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, see, see, and and I'm surprised you didn't take your KD take and put it towards Brad Stevens because that's how I feel. I think that's I think this Brad is Stevens. just like the difference. I, I think believe should, that I think he should get up out of it for real. Uh, yeah, I I don't. It, he's. I think his seat is warm. I think it's very warm. Um, but outside of that, I think this whole Indiana thing, I think, like, was very... Um, I believe him. I ain't going to lie to you. I believe him. I don't. I believe that I he was not offered that job. I don't believe that he was offered that money. I believe that they, 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 they sent out a call to see if he would be interested. But I think that got quickly shut down because I don't think Brad Stevens wants to go back to college. I think he's very comfortable in the NBA. I think that he will forever have a home. You know how there's some coaches that's going to forever have a job in the NBA. He's he's one of those guys um, only because of his because of his temperament, because of the way that he draws up plays and the way that he gets his guys to play hard enough for him not to get fired. Um, that, that's just what I believe. That's I just, that's I just what I believe about Brad Stevens. I just believe that about Brad Stevens. Let me tell you this. If Luke Walton could go sit on the bench when Steve Kerr was out and go 41 and one 
with that with that Warriors team and duped the whole NBA to thinking that he was some type of mastermind coach when I could have sat there and went 38 and three with them with them dudes um, on that team and ended up getting that Lakers job. And the moment he got fired from the Lakers job, he didn't even get out of the building and he had a Sacramento Kings job. Why do you think Brad Stevens wouldn't have a job? Brad, my thing, my thing is, gonna have a job thing in is, my thing is, he could have, he could have even stalled a little bit more and left the six, left the Celtics, excuse me, not the Sixers, the Celtics, and held out for the Arizona job because everybody keep talking about you. Why you talking about forever having a job? Sean Miller's gonna instantly get an assistant coaching job in the NBA. Instantly, that's it's what not, he, cause that's what he wants. Okay, but, but yeah, but Brad college, Stevens but, does not want college. Brad Stevens does not want. That's easy. what I'm saying. College is easier. College, college teams or college players are easier to coach because they are still within the system of trying to make it to the NBA. It's harder to bring together NBA players because they're independent and they're making money. I can't just tell you when and where to be, what time practice is, or I'm gonna sit you because of this or that as easily with the pros as I could in college. And they're paying, they're paying comparable money. If I was if I was him, I would've took the Arizona job. I would've waited to the end of the season or whatever the case may be, if my name would've been up Bro. in the running for it. Cause I can go out to the West Coast instead of being in cold ass Boston in December, in November. And I could go out to the West Coast and use that money and make my bones in, in the college league. And then Bro. whenever, and then whenever, any one of these NBA jobs come back up, big market jobs, I'm right back at it. It's not that easy. I'm going to tell you. He got unfinished business in the NCAAs anyway. He went to no, back he to back no, he don't. finals and didn't no, he win don't. it. No, he don't. He, that was it. Job so well done. Me, so you mean to tell me when Shashevsky Job well went, done. You mean to tell me when Shashevsky hang it up, you wouldn't, if you was in the NBA, you wouldn't go down to Coach Duke? It's a better job. Uh, There's no better job. Uh, no NBA, no NBA coaching job in the league is better than coaching at Cameron Indoor. You, you will, you, yes, but you are forgetting a big thing right now. There's a thing called one and done in the NBA. There's a thing called, uh, you know, you have to a one year rule with these with the NCAA. And yes, if this was, let me tell you, if this was like 15 years ago, absolutely. Brad Stevens is probably entertaining college. But it's almost like the filet mignon. Like, once you get filet mignon, you don't want to go back to ramen noodles type of analogy. Ramen noodles? <laughs> yeah, bro. No. Like, yeah, just listen to it, bro. <laughs> just listen to it. College, right? Sean Miller is leaving Arizona. Sean Miller is leaving Arizona because, one, they, they, they're done. They, they, they split. But also, Sean Miller was involved in what a couple years ago? A scandal, daisies. right? A scandal, right? Which, which, which about? I don't, I don't know if I had to put a number on it. Maybe seventy percent of programs are doing where they have to pay these kids to come play for their school because kids are not coming to your school if you're not paying them. That turns into a whole different type of situation when you go to college. In in the NBA, I don't have to worry about them. Management will pay these guys and I just coach them. Brad Stevens is looking at that like as much as college seems like, oh, it's easier. It's not. It's not easier. It's is it's certain team. Yes, it's hard as hell to coach a team led by LeBron and AD because you're always going to be in the media. But if you're coaching an NBA team, 
why not why not sit here i don't have to worry about all this extra stuff because management is going to take care of it all i got to do is be worried about is coaching the players that they pay to be on this roster if i go to college i got to worry about where these kids are going to be in class i'm gonna have to worry about paying these dudes i'm gonna have to worry about parents i'm gonna have to worry about I'm gonna have to worry about all these different factors. I just truly believe that Brad Stevens is like, look, I had that Butler team. I coached them up. I liked them dudes. We got to two national championships. We didn't win. I'm good. I'm not going back there, bro. I wanna stay in the NBA as long as possible. I, I, that's how I'm looking at it. I don't know how he looks at it, but like you said, if he wanted one of those jobs, just like you said, if he wanted one of these jobs, he would have already done it. So in my opinion, I just believe that He's like, look, I got a taste of the good life and I don't want to go back. All right, man. <laughs> That's how I'm, hey, look, bro. It's it, 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 it's, it, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, D. College ain't what it used to be. These kids are going to college for two months and then they're like, yeah, I'm declaring for the draft. Bro, like, Bayheim, bro, Bayheim about to get up out of there. You see, he, exactly. He, 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 All of them getting out of there. Where Roy was at. Yep. Outside of Leonard Hamilton, Jawan getting money right now. That's why the Indiana job came up, and people was they was trying to throw big money because they seen Jawan doing his thing, getting success. They see Illinois getting the number one seed. They can't fall Chris. behind in the Big Ten. Who at Georgetown? Tell me that too. Pat. Talk to me. Who who at Georgetown? Pat. Guess who? Guess what George and Jawan wanted before they had to settle? In my opinion, guess what they wanted. The Exactly, Eugene. It's okay. The the it, the co- colleges, uh, unfortunately, yes. When you're talking about Bayheim and you're talking about, um, I just put Patino there. When you're talking about Coach K, when you're talking about Roy Williams, when you're talking about all these blue collar coaches Bill that Self, was there Tom from the nineties, Bill Self from the nineties. Yes, they're there. And guess who? And guess who are not? Guess who's not winning now? Coach K. Roy Williams, because the whole dynamic of college and sports in the NCAA has changed. Like they used to be able to get kids for four years. Remember, Tom Izzo had Draymond for four years. He was able to groom him. Remember, Coach K had a lot of those guys for four years and he was winning national championships. As soon as he had to switch to that one and done type of situation, once he got to that one and done shit, when he started getting Jabari Parker and Jason Tatum and Austin Rivers and he started doing all of that, Man, they ain't one shit. Hey, shout out they to ain't Jabari. One shit. Shout out to Jabari though. He signed with the Celtics and they got the win over. Look there. good too. I don't do that to Look Chicago. good too with the Celtics. Yes, sir. Shout out. No, and I'm not knocking them as players. I'm just knocking the system. The system ain't ain't is not set up for college coaches to be able to develop players anymore. They get them for a few months and they out the door. So Brad Stevens is like, look. I mean, not even Brad Stevens. Like players like Jawan Howard and 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 uh, Patrick Ewing were being assistant coaches for years in the NBA, waiting for an opportunity just to see Steve Nash get a Nets job, just to see Luke Walden get two jobs back to back. It's just one of those things where it's like, all right, bet I will go back to my alma mater and show y'all that I can coach. And in a couple years, y'all come knocking on my door. And guess when the NBA comes knocking? I bet you think Pat or um, Jawan ain't leaving? They're gonna be up out of there. First thing, smoking. It's just how it is, bro. Just came just down. Just came down uh, via complex. They said the Kobe Bryant's Nike deal has officially expired. Um, this was anticipated already because we know about the Mamba brand uh-huh. that's going to be dropping soon. But Kobe Bryant's estate did not renew the deal, which expired April 13th. Um, so I imagine we're going to start seeing a lot of the mom of the Kobe Bryant Nikes being retro more and more, not just the pro trolls, but just the entire collection before right. they, un, until they come to a stop and then the Mamba line is going to take over. So 
Uh, that's a calculated decision. LaMelo Ball cleared to practice. You think the rookie of the year conversation is still open or is it over with? Mm, he got some time. Over. He got he got a couple weeks. Week it, 18, he got it, about, about I mean, if, if it's not days. him, it, who who is it? Who is it though? Who are you giving it to? Uh probably Edwards. Probably. You gotta honor. You gotta honor that he he he's playing right. You gotta honor that he he he's continuing to play they the game. Romelo was Wolves just said he can return in a week, though, bro. I mean, yeah. If he returns in a week and start going crazy, then he's winning. He's winning it. Um, Charlotte gonna make the playoffs. Minnesota's was, not, and a lot of a lot of Charlotte's success is attributed to Lamelo Ball's play. Side note. Yes, you're right. Side note, Charlotte is a fun team to watch. Hey, and whoever hey, hey, those announcers hey, are. Hey, 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 hey. Check it out. Check it out. While we talking about Tom Izzo, another player that he uh-huh. had was Miles Bridges and Skywalker. You feel me? Yeah. Oh, he, man, my that God. Woo. That, yo, yo, he, yo, he, said, he literally looked like he'd be jumping off a trampoline. Boom, I swear to God. Boom. Like. Maybe and and those Hornets announcers they make watching the game <laughs> I swear a thousand times better. I don't know hey, their names. Like, I need to yo, look it up. He sound like Jim amazing. Ross. He sound like Jim Ross on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, off the top row. Oh, hey, I'll be like, bro, you you literally have to watch the <laughs> you literally have to watch their games. Like you know how you can turn up the volume. You literally gotta watch the volume. You gotta watch it on low. Yeah, like remember when your parents told you go to sleep, and then you was like, nah, I gotta watch this TV. You put it on low. If you were watching the Hornets game as a kid, and your parents told you go to sleep, you definitely get in trouble because the announcers gonna rat on you, for sure, for yeah, sure. They, they loud they, as they hell. Gonna snitch it. They gonna tell it. <laughs> but yeah, they they're definitely an NBA. They definitely an NBA league pass team first, like for yeah. sure. For sure. I hope they get into they the playoffs. To be honest, I want them to get some more exposure because Mike should be yeah. proud of what they got going on. Sterling um, Brown. Finally, he got something right. Sterling Brown, uh, the Houston Rockets confirmed that Sterling Brown suffered facial lacerations after being the victim of an assault on Sunday night. Miles mm. Turner's out indefinitely. Uh, MRI revealed a partial tear in the, pla- the planter plate in the big toe mm. of the big man's right foot. Um, Damn, all these injuries. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's a, like Fun. you said, they, that it's this compressed, this compressed season. Um, mm-hmm. they're, trying to, they're trying to do everything all at once. The NBA free agency dates have been announced. Negotiations can begin August 2nd this summer, and teams can start signing players as of August 6th. So that means basically backdoor deals are going to start around July 4th weekend, and then folks are going <laughs> to go out of the country for a little while, go on radio silence, even though deals is already done. So, right. You know, you know how, how it go. go. You know how it go. <laughs> Let us know how y'all feeling about the NBA going into week 18 as we get closer. We like right there on the doorstep of the playoffs. Hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the Instagram at the Hitman Podcast at Mo underscore Sal1 at labeled and on. We got a giveaway coming up on the verge of coming up a one year anniversary of the hottest, the dopest, the most valuable podcast in the world. And we got something real big in store. So make sure y'all keep it locked. Check us out on the socials. Yeah. Let's get off into the NFL real quick. What we got? I kind of want to get in and out of this this topic because it's, it's, it's a damper. We already started on a low note with, with all the passing. But uh, former NFL player Philip Adams, I know you, I don't know if you, like you said, you was out of the country. So I don't know if you tapped in on this one. But Yeah, um, yeah, I seen this. Philip Adams uh, is, is looking like another case of CTE. 
possibly. Um, Philip Adams fatally shot five people, including a prominent doctor. As it turns out, it was an, it was a doctor that he had to see uh, while he was in the NFL. He shot the doctor, his wife, and their two grandchildren before killing himself. Um, the York County Sheriff Ke uh, Kevin Tolson told a news conference that investigators have not yet determined the motive. Um, and they couldn't make any sense of what was the cause of the situation, which is why we're saying eyes are turning to uh, possible brain damage. But it's it's, mm. it's it's tragic that that these stories are still coming out in the midst of the concussion movie that came out a while ago and countless amounts of dollars in research um, being being you know brought up in terms of on the NFL side. So. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, and prayers to all the families that were, you know, affected by this Straight and up. those who lost a loved one. Um, it's sad, man. I, I like, I don't know what can be done. Like these players give their bodies, um, they give their lives to football. And when you're dealing with the brain and you're dealing with, you know, the CTE, there's nothing you can really do about it, man. That's the scary part. There's nothing they can, they nothing they can do to really heal this. Um, so whatever they're feeling is, is like we watch that more than the athlete podcast. And you know, Fred Taylor, if you hear him speak, he's like, you know, every day it's his own challenge, it's his own battle. Um, and he doesn't know if he's going through it or not. You know, it's that's scary, man. So you know, prayers out to those families, and hopefully, you know, we can figure out what's going on with the CTE. And I don't know, bro. Sad situation. Another little bit of sad news. Uh... The people's champion, the people's quarterback, Alex Smith, he decided to call it quits today. He, he, he announced his retirement uh, earlier today. Um, everybody's familiar with Alex Smith. You know about, you know, that, that severe leg injury and what it's, and all the trials that it took for him to even get back on the field, let alone play. Um, right. If you watch the E60 or if you've been following his career, he was the number one pick back in, I want to say, 05, 06, something like that. It's the same draft mm -hmm. as Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I believe Jay Cutler was in that draft, too. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. though, he was a star coming out of Utah. He played for Urban Meyer. Um, everybody thought he was going to be a killer in the league. He played for San Francisco. He played for uh, Kansas City and ultimately with the Washington football team. But um, a tremendous competitor, man. I think that he's going to get uh, the Walter Payton Award, the Man of the Year Award, one of these days. And I hope that he still has a career with the league, um, even though it's not going to be on the field anymore. So salute to Alex Smith. Thank you for the NFL. Absolutely. Hey, what man. you did for the NFL, uh, Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, Alex Smith had a hell of a career. And if it wasn't for, and if it wasn't for um, that injury in San Francisco, he might have been leading them to the uh, championship. He been leading them to the Super Bowl, but you know that opened the door for Kaepernick, and he he got that position. And then he goes to he goes to Kansas City, and he's playing great ball there too. They're winning 11, 12 games. Yeah, and he gets injured, and it opens the door for who? You see, it's like it, it just opens the door for um, Pat Mahomes, and. It just it's just unfortunate man it's just unfortunate uh his career didn't he didn't get the accolades he probably deserved but real football people who watch the game and watch the sport know that he was a hell of a quarterback and it was a hell of a career for him so, so uh, shout out to him former super bowl mvp also retired julian edelman called it quits um i think this happened last oh yeah we got to get into this 
we got to get into this. I'll let you quarterback. Please. Go ahead, good brother. Please. <laughs> so Julian Edelman. So Julian Edelman uh, retired from the Patriots. Right. Um, of course, Julian Edelman uh, was a very integral part of the Super Bowl, a few Super Bowl titles with Tom act. Brady. Yes, the second act of them winning titles. Um, and there is this thing going around because um, after he retired, uh-huh. great career, of course, that uh, everybody's petitioning for him to get into the Hall of Fame. Like Julian uh, Edelman is going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, somebody thought it was Shady. And it was none other than Shady himself, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, LaShawn McCoy really believes that, like, bro, there's no way you could say he's in the Hall of Fame. So, Chris, I'm going to name off LaShawn because LaShawn McCoy basically said, if Julian Edelman's in the Hall of Fame, then I'm in the Hall of Fame. And there's no way that he could be in the Hall of Fame because I have a better career than his. So I'm going to name off the achievements of both. And you tell me if he has a, a point here. All right. Julian Edelman, three-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he made the New England Patriots 2010's all-decade team. Whop the band. LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> I, I don't want to say this, but it's funny. Two-time Super Bowl champion even though he probably didn't play it down in either of those Super Bowls with Kansas City and uh, uh, it was really? Kansas City and um, no, Tampa Bay this past Tampa year. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, yeah. 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 Two-time Super Bowl champion nonetheless. Six-time Pro Bowler. Two-time First Team All-Pro. NFL rushing yards leader in 2013. He was the NFL touchdown leader in 2011. And he made the NFL's 2010's All-Decade Team and has exactly 15,000 yards from scrimmage. Mm. I'll let you answer it, but if you want me to go first, I'm gonna tell you this straight up. He's got a great point. He's got a great case. So if one, I'm looking at both of them, go ahead. So one, I've I've actually had the the pleasure of talking to Shady on multiple occasions. I've, I've chopped it up with him in Super Bowl time and uh, here and there. Lashawn McCoy talk a lot of shit, bro. A lot of he's he's like shout your football player. No, 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 no. Like you know how Cam shout out shout out to shout out to Cam. You know how he be on some calling people with the cocky boys. Pause. <laughs> Shady McCoy is one of the cocky boys. He talk a lot of shit, and it could be anything. It's playing spades. It's who's faster. It's who could. He's a who, competitor. Who got more money? He talk a yep. lot of shit, bro. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of sense with this argument. It's a lot of dogs. yeah, yes, bro, yes. I don't care what nobody's saying. I'm resting off the achievements. Yes, Julian Edelman won a Super Bowl MVP. We know that. Yes, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. But his stats do not scream Hall of Fame to me. I'm like, no, nah, mm-hmm. he's just another good player. He's just another dude. You know what I'm saying? That happened to have a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, damn, they get. I mean. The best player never wins a Super Bowl MVP, in my opinion. I just, I've been watching Super Bowls for a minute, and it's never the best. It's only the best player in that game. So yes, I will give him that. But Shady McCoy, rushing leader, touchdown leader, fifteen thousand yards from scrimmage. Come on, man. Like if I'm looking at, uh, he's making an absolute great point to me. If y'all looking at him as a Hall of Famer, then I gotta be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> And and, and and I'm not trying to be bogus, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm looking at him, and he ain't a Hall of Famer. His he looking a little funny in the like. So he got a Robert. So, he got a Robert Ory career. What you saying? He got the rings, yeah. but no none of the things. You feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 let's be honest. 
I believe Robert Ory gets into the Hall of Fame. He got to. Just, just yeah, at some point he gets into yeah. At some point he gets into the Hall of Fame. I just believe it because he has so many big moments, and most of his big moments led to championships. And of course, basketball and football is a little different of a sport. But you just, I just big, big shot Rob. That's his nickname. <laughs> I think you just get into. I just think I believe he gets into the Hall of Fame. But Julian Edelman, yes, I think that he's living off. He, you know, he's just living off the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady trend. And the Bill Belichick, and and he living off they they success. What I thought I you just was, what so. I thought you was gonna say was uh, Julian Edelman is gonna retire like Gronkowski did and pull a Gronkowski so that he could become a free agent. He might so that he could he might hop down to Tampa Bay and get back with put the band back together. I thought that's what you was gonna say. Um, don't be surprised that that. Tom Brady is a sneaky motherfucker. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Yo, he's a he's a little he's a little sneaky guy. Like he'll he'll do it. You know, you will see Edelman up there at week twelve. You know what I'm saying? Going for hundred yards from scrimmage. Yeah, you'll see that. So I'm not I'm not I'm not really against that. I'm not really against that happening. So Alden Smith signed with the Seahawks, right? <laughs> you remember Alden this Smith? This dude, man, this dude, man. How many chances, bro? I'm going to say a prayer for bro. Go ahead. So he signed with the Seahawks over the weekend. The Javion. Jadavion Clowney uh, signed with the Browns as well. But typical Alden Smith. Alden Smith doing Alden Smith shit. Uh, apparently is wanted by the police. <laughs> I wish I had the cops uh, in instrumental. Man. I'm gonna have to play that next time. But yeah, he's wanted by the police in Louisiana uh, for alleged second degree battery, which happened on April 17th. That was yesterday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. Um, dude is, you know, dude, you I, I just gotta pray for dude. I, he has been through a lot. Um, remember with the Raiders, he was a. Uh, animal, An animal looked like he was gonna terrorize the league for for years to come. Well, on the 49ers like he was too, on the, right? Yeah, he was on the 49ers too. I'm sorry, not on the Raiders, but on the 49ers. I'm sorry, on the 49ers. He looked like he was on the way to a Hall of Fame career. Um, got in trouble there. Kept getting in trouble. They let him go. Went to the Raiders. Got in trouble. Took a couple years off. And honestly, I, you know, football, when you take a couple years off and come back, it's a, it's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, he came sure. back to the Dallas. Yeah, he came back to the Dallas Cowboys last year and looked good. Like Cowboys. he never missed a beat. He never missed a beat. Now, for whatever reason, they didn't bring him back. But Seattle's like, nah, you know, Seattle likes to take chances on players and they take a chance on them. And you just now getting your career back on track. And then this happens. Um, we don't have more details. We don't have all the details on what's going on. I'm going to hope that this ain't as big as as what it seems. But when you want it by the cops, I, it don't seem like nothing's good coming from that. So, uh, damn. That's all I can say is damn, man. Did you tap Sometimes, in, did you you tap know, in on Aaron Donald? Right. Did you tap in on, on Aaron Donald? Man, situation. good for Aaron Donald. Good for Aaron Donald, man. They tried to smut his name. They tried to smut his You could tell people what's going on with that. But they tried to put smut on his name, and I'm glad it got cleared. Yeah, man. He went back to the crib, went back to Pittsburgh to kick it for a little while. And uh, somebody tried to do one of them typical uh, frivolous lawsuits. They tried to get that boy hemmed up. <laughs> but <laughs> Did you see, dude? By the, by, all right. So, so I'm going to kind of break it down a little bit more because this is funny. He goes home, he goes to the club. There's an altercation at the club. 
Aaron Donald is involved somehow. He was trying to break uh, it up. He wasn't even in the fight yeah, at first. No, I, I'm just saying, like, before the video, he was involved. That's all we knew he was involved. But the first thing you saw was the dude who was suing Aaron Donald. And my God, I believed everything he was saying. Because if you saw his eye, bro, his eye was swole shut. Yeah. And it looked like he said Aaron Donald. He said he threw something or something happened. He bumped Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald pieced him up. And when I saw his eye, I said, damn, that's true. Because Aaron Donald is Beat one strong motherfucker, dog. Um, I'm like, bro, he probably did that with one hit. Because Aaron Donald is strong. You see what he do to the um, offensive lineman on a, on a Sunday. I'm like, up. oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Aaron Donald, you whatever they said he did, he did that. Look at bro I. And all of a sudden, the attorney come out with a videotape. And Aaron Donald was actually breaking up the fight. Bro, you are here. That dude is a rotten motherfucker for that, bro. Tried to get some money off that man's name. And they had to come out and apologize to Aaron Donald. And good for him, man. Good. And, and honestly, like... I don't even even if it was true i don't think that nobody would have done anything because it's aaron donald i'm gonna be honest like don't go around bumping people if you don't want to get whooped that's how i'm looking at it Straight but up. good for aaron donald to break up a fight and you know glad that there were cameras there and his name got cleared because that was wild that's gonna do it for the nfl bands and for the bands for the week the this is how we're gonna do the quick hits moving forward bro I'm gonna give you a topic and you 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 give me your thoughts in one sentence or less, right? Whether it's one word, one thought. One... Sometimes that's that's hard for me. I but feel go ahead. you. I that's feel cool. you. But that's the notes. That's why we call it quick <laughs> hits. I'm gonna bring in the new music to to kind of get you in the mood. Pause. But that's how it's gonna rock out. All right. Let's go. Let's All get right. it. So we thought we was getting Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield on Triller. But Mike Tyson came out and said, fuck Trilla. I'm not doing nothing with Trilla or anything that looked like Trilla. So instead, we getting Evander Holyfield, Kevin McBride in June <coughs> via Twitter fight, uh, Trilla Fight Club. Good riddance. There we go. <laughs> you off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Tiger Woods. Come on. Tiger Woods SUV after the car accident. They found out he was traveling between 84 and 87 miles per hour in a 45 miles per hour zone. And he was traveling upwards of 75 miles per hour when he smacked into a tree. Thank God he's alive. There we go. Uh, WrestleMania 37 was out in Tampa. Tampa getting money, man. They just had the Super Bowl. They got WrestleMania. They finna have uh, they they the Raptors as a basketball team. It's Liddy City out there. Cause they, cause they, they open, open. They had a two night event. It was the first. Uh, they had a, I think it was like a 30, 40 minute rain delay. But one of the big stars of the show apparently was Bad Bunny, and he was in there like he was a real wrestler. Like he was Rey Mysterio or something like that. You back into wrestling, bro? Or nah, you chilling? That's what you want me to answer that. I got a follow-up question. That's why I'm asking. Like, how, oh, how, how oh, much yeah, do you keep you up know, with what's going know. on? Not too much? I don't much? keep up. I, I keep up with the old stuff. I still watch clips of old stuff, but not the new stuff. So, you know, it's Mike Tyson is wrestling now, right? That's why he nah, got... he was wrestling he, before. He, I'm saying, but this is like he's on TV, like, wrestling. He punched somebody out the other night. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you want my response to that? Yeah, if you got one. It has something to do with Bad Bunny. Nah, Bad Bunny is is a whole total di totally different situation. But oh, because all I was gonna say is it's not playa, it's playa. That's all I was gonna say. That's all I was gonna say for that, bro. That's all I had for you, bro. You. That's all I had, dog. Mike Tyson, come on, come on, Mike, come, come 
Come on, Mike. Jake Paul knocked another motherfucker out. He will Ben Askren on on Triller. Triller's in the new series this past weekend. Dropped him with a huge right hand over the weekend to earn the TKO. Only two minutes into the fight. Yeah. Pick on somebody your own size. Ben Askren was in the was an MMA fight. Man, nah, dog. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Right, nah, dog. Let me tell you, I'm, I, we gonna we gonna move on from this. We gonna move on from this. But I gotta say what I gotta say about this, please. Look, bro. Jake Paul, I've seen enough now to know that he's a professional fighter. Word. He is not. He don't be rushing nobody. He don't be. He he is very controlled in his movements, and he punches like a pro fighter. He has combinations. Straight up. Stop putting him in there with people who do not box. Ben Askren did not. He did not. He did not box. He never boxed. He was a UFC fighter who grappled, and he got. And you saw it. He got his ass knocked clean out. Look at J Nate Robinson. Come on, fam. Look, bro, Jake Paul, next fight, I don't want to see you fighting no grocery guy. Fight a fighter and let's, and, let, and, let's see, and let's see how good your pro boxing skills are. On a side note, Trilla is getting that cash. Man, I don't know They had a slap boxing contest on. where Ric Flair was refereeing and people toned <laughs> in for it. What the fuck? Ric Flair? Yo, bro, is that Trilla a has Snoop like, Dogg? Do they got some openings or something? What's up, man? Bro, I need some of that. Has, they had Snoop Dogg. They had my man crying. What hood is this? They had my man's there. They had they had Justin Bieber perform. You they know had, that's yo, a meal they for had the more musical performances than they had fights. Though. Come on, dog. Hey, dog. I ain't gonna lie. That sweetie performance made me want to throw up. That was whack. Sorry. Um, I know I'm gonna get some hate from the female followers, but damn, sweetie, you look good, but you can wow. you cannot perform. Goodness gracious, wow. get away from that. But anyway, wow. that boy throwing away. Called a six too. That's kind of out of line, man. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to be like Joe Budden. I'm going to be like Joe Budden and play it safe. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Samuel Samuels and his platform. And that was a good conversation, too. Y'all should watch that if y'all ain't got nothing to do. It was kind of good. But, you know, Trilla getting that bread, bro. Trilla's getting that bread. I ain't going to lie to you. Salute. I think that's all I got for the quick hits. You got, that's any, all? You got any hits for me? No nah, man, I, no. I, I think that was that was it. Other than that, I was gonna bring up uh, Steph Curry in the in the hits, but we brought him up earlier. God, oh. I just can't believe how crazy been going. I was gonna Shit. I was gonna say this for shout outs, but I go ahead and put in the quick hits. So mm -hmm. the Hall of Fame announces or the Hall of Fame presenters was announced, and of course, there's no other way to do it. There's only one person that's gonna be able to. End oh up. yeah, you feel yeah. me, Kobe Bryant, the goat, yeah. Michael Jeffrey, Michael yeah. Jordan is gonna be the presenter. Induction Kobe right. Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, into the National right. Basketball Hall of Fame. The other it's presenters, only right. it's only right. The other presenters um, on on tap at the moment. Uh, Russ Granick is going to present Patrick Bowman. Alonzo Mourning is going to present Tamika Catches. David Robinson will present Tim Duncan. Isaiah Thomas to present Kevin Garnett. Michael Jordan's also Garnett. doing double double duty. He's presenting Kim Mulkey. Uh, Gino Oriema to present Barbara Stevens, John Calipari to present Eddie Sutton, and Calvin Murphy to present the late Rudy Tom Jonovich, Rudy T, into the Basketball Man, Hall nope. of Fame this upcoming nope. May 15th. Man, that that class is uh, man. That class is this guy's top notch. Yeah, that's that's, that's top. That's a top notch class. Let me tell you, I, I got a. I do have a quick hit. Yeah. Um, USC. It's not not even that. Um, WNBA. E what do you think about the? Shout out to the ladies. About the, the ladies. Yeah, shout out to the ladies. What do you think about the new jerseys that dropped? Oh, let me body. tell you. 
our body. Them I gotta have them. It's gonna be in the I sneaker salute. rundown too. I, I salute. I don't. I know you had them in the sneaker rundown, but I'm saluting. I just wanted to get your thoughts, like a quick thought about what you thought about the jerseys. Because I, I believe, I believe that they, them, and Nike did an amazing job bringing those jerseys to life. I don't. Maybe whoever designed those need to kind of come over to the NBA the side and, is, and help out. The problem is though, bro. I've been trying to get on WNBA jerseys for the longest of time. The problem is they don't. They don't make them in a men's cut. They if they in men's cut, they bogus. All of the WNBA jerseys I made in women's cut. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's another issue in itself. But um, I seen uh, Gilbert Arenas talking about this, uh, you know, this week, making a few posts. I think they ruffled up, up uh, the WNBA's feathers about how they market their product. But he was telling the truth. Like, it starts from them not allowing you know a, a girl like Paige Beckers to, to enter the draft after her freshman year good point when you not make it when you not allowing the youth to be in in the NBA like the WNBA in your product then the girls have nothing to the young girls really don't have anybody yeah, to look up to you get what I'm saying True. like he was saying like he was at an AAU tournament with some girls and they don't even know they don't they they the numbers they wear are just the numbers they wear just because mm. they don't have a number because of this is my favorite player that i saw growing up um the wnba doesn't model their product towards that um he made some very interesting comments if you if you uh, follow uh gilbert arenas go look at him um but i think that they should really take a look at what he's saying because he has some truth to that and i think a lot of it starts with not allowing these dope cold ass players to leave after a year or two of college if you're a pro you a pro and that girl Paige beckers is a pro and i know that she's a she's a viral sensation if she went to the wnba it would bring more eyes to the product it would allow them to be able to brand and branch out and you know make jerseys with different cuts or allow like he said when have you ever seen a a, a girl with a wnba jersey on let alone a guy trying to get a jersey so he makes some good points um I think the WNBA should really listen um, because they could really benefit from this. I caught two pairs of Toro Bra Bravo Toros. I gave one to my boy Cali. Shout out to the big bro. Let's get off into the rundown. So look. Mm -hmm. First things first. Shout out to Francisco Lindor. He signed with New Balance, becoming the first Puerto Rican MLB player with an MLB signature shoe. That's unheard of, let alone it being New Balance. They're trying to make moves with Kawhi, and now they got Lindor, so that's dope, bro. Yes, sir. Francisco Lindor is a, is a star, for sure, in, in, in the sport of baseball. So the New Balance trying to do their thing, man. They continue to acquire talent, and I love it. According to Yahoo Finance, uh, there's a correlation between stimulus checks igniting spending in the athletic footwear and apparel department. Studies show that Foot Locker received an 80% increase in sales just off of stimulus checks. So a lot of people was taking that money and instead of investing it or paying bills, paying off past debt, they was out there in line trying to cop. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But not me. 
<laughs> bro, above, you, you, above, you above that now, huh? I was never, I was never in that conversation, bro. We, <laughs> we playing, we playing these releases very methodically. This money been, this money been ready. I'm not digging into that stimmy bag for that. You uh, feel? <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel anywho, you. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Uh, I'm gonna get right to it. The big hit pick of the week for me is mm-hmm. the Air Jordan Three Armani Air. I'm having the hardest time trying to find them. It's obviously uh, a women's release, but they putting them out in men's sizes. It's one of them situations where you got to get the biggest shoe possible in order for it to fit your feet. They, I tweaked because I forgot they was doing exclusive raffles over the weekend, but they're going to have an open one on Wednesday. So hopefully I'm going to be able to get them things because those is hard. I don't even know if you had a chance to see them while you was out of town. No, I'm, I'm going to take a look at them when we get off, when we get off of here. I'm going to actually take a look at them while you keep going through your stuff. Shout out to our mama. Check this shit out. Uh, Dope-ass clothing boutique out in Atlanta, Georgia, doing their thing. They went crazy with these. They was going, they decided to go galactic with these shoes. But mm. besides that, it's a slow, uh, slow release week. The Air Max 95 Wolf Grays released today. They're hard, too. I know that's right in your bag, bro. Yep. You already know. I'm not copping, but, you know, right on my alley. I'm tempted. I ain't gonna lie. I'm going to sit tempted. still. I'm going to sit still. I got I to gotta get these threes. Uh, April 19th. <laughs> April 19th. That's today. Air Hirachi Scream Green sold out on the sneakers app. You got the Air Max 95 LA Lakers LeBron colorway, whatever you want to call it. The LeBron Air Max 95 home team, 170 bucks dropping on the 21st. Another exclusive for the women, the Air Jordan 1 High Zoom Khalifa, Khalifia colorway, 140 bucks. These nah, I've seen these. These is hard. I'm hard. Nah, 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 I'm hard body for sure. I'm hard body. Like, yeah, I like but that color women, scheme. They, I like everything they about that. For the women, bro, we can't never really get. We can't never really break through, but it's cool. I feel it. I feel it. Shout out to the ladies doing good. everything. Not Shout out to the ladies. Simone, what up? She hit on the threes earlier. Man, she hit on everything. Shout out to the. She hit on. We got. I gotta have a conversation with her. She hit on everything. I let her. I was trying to check her she's out. She's a I'm she's a, be, a beast. I'm gonna be close to the East Coast all week. I was trying to get up with her, but she told me she got plans to be out on the West Coast, especially tomorrow for 420. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all enjoy that, man. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, you ain't trying to link? You already linked, huh? No, I'm good. You like what I did? I'm, I'm Gucci. <laughs> Air Max Griffey won the Jackie the Jackie Robinson. I don't know if y'all heard much about this, but the Jackie Robinson version mm-hmm. of Griffey coming out April 24th. 42. Also April 24th, the Air Jordan 11 Low Legend Blue. It's the white joints. They're coming out in the low top. And then we got another trash hippie dropping on the 24th from Nike. And then last but not least, we got a Jordan Why Not Zero. Point four marathon colorway on the 24th. That's going to do it for the rundown. Make sure y'all check us out again on the socials. Instagram, the Hitman Podcast. Labeled it on ammo underscore Sal1. Hit us up in the mailbag. The Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Keep it locked. Did you get a chance to see them three, bro? That's fashion Mm-mm. show ready, bro. They, I'm going to send you the picture right now. Please do. I gotta get on. Please do. Show. Please do. I've been. I've been not taking a look at shoes. <laughs> no cops. Been, no nothing. La- last thing I've been wanting to do is spend money. Big chilling. Huh? That's a nah, and that's a fact. 
But that's why I, I see some. I'd be like, ah, oh, damn. I was trying to get those uh, LeBrons, uh, the the New York Knick, LeBron Sevens, New York Knick colors. Yeah. That came out a couple weeks ago. This shit's is fire. They still on the but, shelf, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Hope so, bro. <laughs> Let's get to the game show. Question what for I the week. Did. I think you could get this one. It's not. It's a decent question, actually. I hope so. Shout man, out to my boy Jesse Glass Saget on Inst- on uh, Twitter. He actually got this right off top. So, Mo, I'm gonna give you a full 60 seconds on this one. I need you mm. to name the eight NBA MVPs who have never won a championship. You got 60 seconds this time. And time. Somebody name this in 60 seconds. Yeah, 60 seconds. There's only eight of them. Your time is going to start right now. I mean, the first one would be Russell Westbrook. Boom. That's one. Um, Next one would be James Harden. That's two. Next one would be Giannis. That's three of them. Three of them. I'm just going down a list of MVD rows. That's four. You halfway home, baby. I mean... Uh damn it, man. Carl Malone. That's five. Um, um, damn. Take your time. Uh, there, there was some MVPs here that that, that kind of surprised me too. I'm like, yeah, damn. Um, I got sixty seconds. I got three more. Ten seconds. <laughs> uh, Oh, Al Allen Iverson. Uh huh. You know, you see, you give me Allen Iverson, of course. Uh, uh, damn, man, you gotta let me. I'm, I'm trying to think, like Allen Iverson. Damn, I got six. Damn, I got six. Keep hope alive. The other, keep hope alive. The other, you got seventy five percent. The other two, I'm, I'm probably, I, I probably know. I just, um, I can't think that fast. So go ahead. This is, Dang. this is in your wheelhouse. This is, this is easy. All right. So boom. I, I was naming them. I just the eight, sixty seconds. The Damn. Eight, the eight MVPs to never win an NBA championship. You got Derrick Rose, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steve Nash, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steve freaking Nash, Carl Malone, mm-hmm. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley and Allen Iverson. The, I, the two that I didn't get was the two that I would have not got. So, good question. Shout out to I Iverson. Got, I forgot to say on my cops, I did get my hands on them rear answer fours. I almost tweaked and didn't catch them because I forgot I Reebok catch. releases them at midnight. I thought they was coming out the next morning. I did not. I did not catch them. I caught them. I, I saw a twelve fifteen. I tried to get on there. Did not get them. They I restocked. Very, they restocked very, though in the morning, and they restocked again today. I know. But you've been living under a rock. I, I, I've had a lot going on. I'm sad about that. I ain't gonna lie. That's probably, I'm really sad about that. I ain't, I ain't get them shoes. We might be able to get you situated. You're not plugged into I'm the matrix like you're dis- Please, I'm distraught. Them hard. I well, on damn, the black, that's a good I ass question. I went on the black. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, wait, I'm waiting on the Teron lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting on those. <laughs> I am waiting on the, the Teron lose because because people. You, I mean, if y'all don't know what these Iversons, then just go look at when Iverson in the finals in 01 stepped over Teron Lue mm. after he hit the shot in the corner on the step. Back. That's when I on, knew man. I needed them. I needed them right then Come and now. Man, I don't care where they at. Iconic pair. That's an iconic pair right there. But the rare ones I had, so I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So 
you know, it'll be nice to have all the pairs. We, we'll talk after this, though. Shout outs. What's the deal? Uh, honestly, I'm really drowning the shout outs, but uh, I'm going to give a shout out, honestly, to the beautiful people that I went on a vacation with. Uh, you know, boats, just, boats, just boats, though. Just the boats. best of all the people, times. You feel the me? The people Ain't I no went on vacation with. Boats and uh, more boats. You feel me? You know, uh, you know, I, I can name them off, but they know who they are. Um, I appreciate y'all. Y'all made this. Y'all made it a great experience. Love, love that, and I and I will hope to hope to um, see people again and travel with them again. So shout out to those people, man. I've really been really just been chilling all week. So that's who my shout out go to this week. Shout out again goes to Allen Iverson to kick it off. This is a quote from the former Sixers GM Billy King. It talks about how much of a competitor Allen Iverson was and how even injured he was not going. Shout out also to the I Ain't Going podcast. Ace and CJ, what up? This is Billy yes, King. Sir. When he was injured and we knew he couldn't play, we used to hide his jersey because he would come to the locker room looking for his jersey. We'd lock it somewhere so he couldn't find it. One time in New York, he found the jersey but didn't have any shoes. He was trying to send the ball boy of the team to Foot Locker around the corner. He just said, yo, go get me a pair of the Reeboks. I can play in those. Then he pointed to an attendant and said, what size are you? Just give me your shoes, bro. I'm going to play in them because he wanted to play <laughs> that bad. Come on, man. That's why AI That's why AI led a generation, man. For sure. AI, I, come on. He played through whatever. I think I had a Crew poster thick. one time. Yes, sir. You already know. I had a poster one time of AI, and I don't know if you've seen this before, but it was a poster, and it's and it had a, it circled everywhere he was injured, and he played, and literally I had it was that. circled. I seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it saw It was that. circles all over his whole body, it was and a then skeleton, it detailed right? the injury. Yeah. It, 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 it was just a picture of him, like, and and it had circled everywhere where he was injured and played at the same time and it's literally his entire body his entire you know body. what i'm saying so yeah dude dude is a warrior um he's forever a legend a cultural icon y'all better and, stop I mean, disrespecting Allen Iverson when it comes to the conversation the best point guards the best competitors ruthless when you talk about russell westbrook that's where that dna come from absolutely shout out Love to that, shout out to the warriors uh guest pa aaron showtime taylor um, oh yeah, Steph Curry shouted him out in a post game after a win, but uh, he re rehabilitated himself after a stint away at college. You feel me? But he mm -hmm. did his thing on the mic, and he gave a testimony for the ages. If y'all get a chance to check it out, go ahead and YouTube or Google Aaron Showtime Taylor. Um, my last show, my last shout out goes to a throwback, a legend in the TV game. Shout out to Jaleel White, aka your next door neighbor, Steve Urkel. He Stephon. He a fit, yeah, or Stephon Urkel. Jaleel White officially launched <laughs> his Purple Urkel cannabis brand with 710 Labs, according to Forbes magazine. And he recently did an interview about the launch with the one and only Snoop D-O-Double-G. So salute to Jaleel oh. White on diversifying the bands. Bands. Jaleel bands. White making the moves right in time for 420. Straight okay. up and down. You feel me? I was over at Mission Chicago up. earlier today. That's it.
That's it. I feel you. I'm ready. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I feel you. I can't wait. I feel like like I'm on the first day of school. I can't wait to go to sleep just so I can get up in the morning. I'm I'm, I'm with it all day long tomorrow. You feel me? Y'all enjoy y'all 420 response. It's my day off. You feel me? For all of y'all that's enjoying it, like like this, like this, my buddy Chris over here, y'all enjoy it and y'all be safe. Don't be doing no wild shit. Oh man, and before we get off here, man, honestly, Chicago, we gotta stop the violence. Uh, I do not have the little girl's name. I don't want to mess it up, but I heard that story and it made my stomach. It made me sick to my stomach, bro. Uh, we at the point now where kids can't even go to McDonald's and be in a drive-through without getting shot up. Like, we can't be on that, bro. We can't be on that. So I hate to end it on a note like that, Chris, but that is just on my heart, and I just have to say something about it. Like, we got to stop the, the senseless killing, bro. That shit, that's Come on, man. And to that's all the bum-ass media outlets that keep replaying that video, like, that's something that y'all want to see, or just so that y'all think that the family that that lost the, a loved one, lost that little girl, y'all putting that shit on y'all, on y'all pages. So it's just so somebody that don't really give a damn about the situation can look at it and get y'all a like or get y'all a view and just say, damn, that's crazy, and then move on with the rest of y'all life. Fuck y'all for doing that. Yeah, man, that's that's terrible, bro. Um, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch man, it. We like, don't need to see it. That's the point. Yeah. Just know that uh, in the city, we got to do better, man. We got to take care of ourselves, man. We got to, like, there used to be a code to some of this stuff, and there's no code no more. You know what I'm saying? It used to be what? The kids. It used to be your parents. Oh, I mean, the elderly. You know what I'm saying? All the, there was, there was a code to this type of stuff. And now you got people with no, with no morals with guns. And when stuff when you got people with no mores with guns, stuff like this happens. But we gotta stop it, man. Cause now it's getting out of control. It's been out of control, but this is this is this is terrible. So, and why and while we uh, on this and while we on the subject, they boarding up downtown as usual because we're supposed to be getting a verdict before nine thirty uh Eastern time tonight. If it come down as anything other than what we looking for, we got bigger problems to worry about than just boarding up Gucci stores and boarding up department stores. You feel me? Right. I feel you, George man. Floyd's Shout family out. needs Prayers justice. So we're we going to leave y'all with that. We appreciate y'all tapping in. Shout out to y'all for listening. Shout out to y'all for injecting this crack into your veins each and every time we drop. And before we go, don't ever forget. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? We're gone, holla. Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant just sucked the gravity out of the target center. Oh.